Welcome back to Married with Children. Uh, special night tonight. We do have a studio full um, tonight with uh, Sounds of Summer, a Beach Boys tribute band. Um, Callie has been removed from her seat and moved over here to the uh, the side table, uh, but excited to talk to these guys. And we've had this on the books here for a couple of months, and we really appreciate you guys coming in. So before uh, we introduce everybody and kind of get started, we do want to thank our sponsors. Looking for a new tattoo? Looking for a professional piercer to add to your body art? There's no reason to drive to Indy or Louisville. Just visit Beauty from Ashes Tattoo Parlor in Crothersville, Indiana. Beauty from Ashes is located just past the Dollar General on Highway 31. Stop in and check out the amazing work done by all four artists at the shop. Each artist has a unique and personal style, but all do amazing work. The shop is family-friendly, so don't hesitate to bring your kids or loved ones with you when you stop by to get some ink. Check out all the artists' work on their Facebook page and book an appointment today with either Kyle, Martha, Billy, or Lily. You won't be disappointed. Beauty from Ashes Tattoo Parlor, Crothersville, Indiana. We've all heard horror stories about insurance companies and insurance agents. Let me tell you about my family's agent, Tommy Taylor. Tommy is an agent at Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance and is a multi-line agent that can keep all your insurance in one place. Why is a dedicated agent so important? When you have the unexpected occur, you'd much rather know the person on the other end of the phone. Contact info for Tommy, 812-372-4483 at extension 2447, or look him up on Facebook at Tommy Taylor, Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance. Don't be another horror story. Stop knocking on wood and relying on a 1-800 number. Trust Tommy Taylor today. Miller's Termite and Pest Control is the only place you need to look for pest control. Don't get roped into contracts or high prices with the big companies. Reach out to someone who cares about you. They can handle any problem from termites, bed bugs, ants, spiders, etc. They also do lawn care. Where else can you keep the bugs out of your house and your yard looking sharp? Reach out to them today on Facebook at Miller's Termite and Pest Control. Email at pest underscore in underscore peace at yahoo.com or by phone at 812-767-5657. And we are back here again with Sounds of Summer, a Beach Boys tribute band. Um, Callie, uh, we're just off a week's vacation, got home yesterday evening. And, uh, you know, the guys here were joking when they came in that they'd like to have these headphones for the van when they go on trips and i think we mentioned that we bought wireless headphones for my son um so that he could listen to his dvd player but i realized that was a mistake i should have let him have the sound and i should have had my own headphones so that i couldn't hear him um eight hours in the car on the way to virginia so well i think the biggest part was when we were in the car and he's got his headphones on and we're trying to listen to a show or i mean like listen to the radio or whatever and he kept telling us to turn it down because he couldn't hear. And then this one was like talking and whatever, screaming in the background. And I'm, Tessa and I were like, we should have gotten the headphones. Don't even lie. We didn't listen to a show or the radio. We listened to 2000s hip hop the entire yeah. way to Virginia. A lot of the way. Out. And our four-year-old told us to turn it down. It was too loud. So um, that's, I don't know if that means I'm old or if that means, I, I really don't know what that all played into. So. But again, uh, Sounds of Summer, Beach Boys Tribute Band. Um, if you guys want to go around and kind of uh, introduce yourselves and tell us what you play, and you know, and we'll get into it. 
Okay, I'll start. <laughs> My name is Eric Wernke. I am a teacher at the high school, uh, math with Mr. Roller here, and uh, I play the drums for Sounds of Summer. I'm David Ertle. Uh, I play the keyboards for Sounds of Summer. I'm also a emergency room nurse in Indianapolis. I'm Connor Ertle. I play bass and guitar in Sounds of Summer as we switch every once in a while, and I'm a physical therapist at Columbus Regional. My name is Matt Hurley. I'm a beer truck driver in North Vernon, Indiana, and I play guitar and bass for Sounds of Summer. All right, so let's start here. Let's let's before we get into actual um, sounds of summer. Let's talk about where where did you guys' musical background come from, and and what was your interest to become musicians and and kind of do this thing. Um, for me, uh, my first guitar was a badminton racket, and I stood in front of uh, television watching country music television when I was like three years old, and waiting for the Kentucky Headhunters to come on. They had uh, three hit. <laughs> music videos out at that time and uh, it was a huge album and I thought it was pretty cool because uh, just a few months ago we played a venue in Jasper Indiana and then this month the Kentucky Headhunters are playing the same venue and in the bathroom above the urinal <laughs> was our poster and then above the next urinal was the Kentucky Headhunters poster so I, really it's really come full circle for me I, I, <laughs> did you take a picture I, I did I took I, I took video <laughs> of the poster the, uh, of the, poster. <laughs> the other guys the other guys in the bathroom didn't like that I uh, I didn't know where you were going to go with that I thought maybe you left them a note above the urinal in the bathroom like hey Kentucky Headhunters I used to watch your video so I thought it was just the posters that that all that does make sense so very cool so uh, for me, Matt and I are, are first cousins, so our moms are sisters. And uh, <laughs> don't tell anybody that. And they they were in a family band uh, long ago, and so uh, they focused a lot on harmony. Um, my brother played in bands a lot. I played in bands with my other brother, um, and and these guys. And so uh, we started Matt and I jamming out in the in the bedrooms at like we were, we were probably five or six years old. I had a drum set at my house. I had a guitar. Then later on, you got a drum set. I would bring my guitar. We were terrible. <laughs> and, and, and mom always said, you know, if you want to learn harmony, listen to the Beach Boys and the Beatles. And so I, I went out and bought a cassette tape and just listened to them over and over again. <laughs> and that's, that's it. Well, for me, um, it was honestly, biggest influence for me was my dad and my Uncle Kevin. Uh, they always sang harmony together and always blew my mind. Um, and then it was a moment I saw my cousin on my mom's side uh, listen to Desperado and just figure out how to play it, like, right there on the spot. And the fact that somebody could do that, uh, I, I, I didn't think it was possible. So that's kind of my goal at that time was to just teach myself Desperado by listening to it. So I spent months finding the notes until I figured it out to surprise my dad. He's a big, big Eagles fan. And all I, my only goal was to be able to accompany him with Desperado, and I was going to call it quits after that. But, you know, one song after another, and then, you know, 200 songs in. <laughs> which which on, a, on a totally different note, but we are married with children, I saw one of our friends posted the other day that his son learned uh, Baby Shark by ear uh, on the piano, and he said, I don't know if I should congratulate him <laughs> or throw the piano out. And I voted to throw the piano out. I thought that was probably the uh, the better idea. So, yeah, you, much more impressive Desperado than Baby Shark. 
so along the same lines, um, my dad played guitar as well as David and I are first cousins don't, now. Don't tell him that. Oh, sorry. Um, but so my dad and then Uncle Kevin also played in church a lot. So he, I was always around music, around the guitar. But then uh, in middle school, I saw these guys playing a lot together, and they were my two best friends. Uh, so I finally asked my dad to teach me some stuff, and uh, it just kind of went from there. And then we ended up creating a band just a couple of years after that, and then we've been essentially playing music together since sophomore year of high school. Very cool. And so why what did it, why was the decision or what was the decision to become a tribute band instead of kind of your own thing? Because I know, you know, at least I know, Eric, you know, you've been involved in several other bands and, and things. So why go the tribute route? Well, um, I was in another band uh, kind of parallel to them. Um, and there was a we had a, a member that's no longer with us. But at that time, we were just kind of done doing the smoky bars and stuff mm-hmm. and decided to just take that step, not really knowing what could happen. We just figured it'd just be better. So, um, you know, he took initiative and we kind of got a demo together, got these two guys on board. Um, he was supposed to be initially, but he was in. Yeah, I had to move to Oklahoma for a year uh, for my wife's job. And uh, so that took off. And then. When I got back, they were uh, they were going full board. We had a, we had an opening, ironically, yeah, and, then, so. and then I just stepped right in, so it worked out. Yeah, I think we we generally had the goal of like, you know, we've played like they said the bars and stuff for for years, you know, like a decade of playing a lot of different shows, and and when you think tribute, you think like, okay, we can play half as long, get you know actually play to crowds that might be paying more attention to us, better gigs, better gigs, paid more, you know, but I mean it, it just the tighter, more cohesive show each time. So I think you know, there were a lot of factors that led us from just like cover band into tribute band. Yeah, well, so. and we want to give credit to the Beach Boys because without them writing this wonderful music, we are just a band playing. You know, they did all the hard work. Right. Uh, I, I guess I should say it was really difficult to learn all their music, but <laughs> yeah. I don't want to belittle that. That took a long time. Yeah, true. I think the number one thing, though, as far as why choosing the Beach Boys was the striped shirts. <laughs> was the outfit? Yeah, <laughs> I was. I was. I'm not gonna lie. I was kind of disappointed you all didn't wear them. But <laughs> we well, thought about it. You can only wear those pants for so long. <laughs> it starts. To, They're pretty tight. It starts to hurt. Yeah, you got to be standing up. I don't know how Dave and Eric do it during the show, but uh, I don't wear pants. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're supposed to wear those. <laughs> well, you are behind the drums the whole time. Yeah, nobody will know. <laughs> yeah, you didn't see that on the poster in the bathroom in Jasper. <laughs> that was a different, different poster. Um, so, I mean, that's kind of the, I think the the difference. And you guys correct me if I'm wrong between being a cover band and being a tribute band. You know, a cover band obviously plays a lot of different music, but a tribute band really wants to play it correctly, play mm-hmm. it in honor of and, and tribute to. Right? Yeah. Uh, that band that was there. So when you say learning it, it's not just about, yeah, we can make this happen. It's about making it sound like we're listening to the Beach Boys again. Mm-hmm. That's the goal. Exactly. Yeah. And there's a fine line. You want to, at times, make it your own in a way. You know, add a little thing here or there, but stay true to what the song was all about and the sound of the Beach Boys. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> as you went on this journey, where where are some of the, or what was, where were some of the coolest places you've gotten to play? I would say as far as like um, location, uh, Utah was probably um, the most picturesque. Yeah, it was really, really scenic. 
and there's there's pictures of us playing and uh the backdrop of the stage was a huge mountain range and we're not gonna get that anywhere else i mean like that that was like a once in a career sort of thing i i i think i maybe not hope not hope not but i mean so far that was like head and shoulders above all the other places we've played just for the the scenery yeah i i would say second was uh a show in Dallas where uh, we sold out uh, at, at the Arbor Edom. Yeah. Yeah. It's an outdoor venue, and you can hold that many people to sell out. That was pretty cool. Yeah. So it was three thousand plus people. Yeah, I remember they pulling out of the. They were paying to see us. Pulling out of the parking lot that night, there was like this huge line of traffic, and Eric's like, "Those people were all here for us." <laughs> that's really that's cool though. Yeah. That's really. It, cool. Is that a surreal feeling? It is. Know? It's pretty oh, crazy. Yeah. I mean, especially I know we've we've talked. Yeah, you guys all grew up together, and you've you've played music together. That three thousand people showed yeah. up, and and not just showed up. They I mean, paid they paid, paid money, money to, to come. Get yeah, I mean, and they, it's they hard a, to get three thousand yeah. people to even show up for yeah. free, but to pay money to come well, is really and, impressive. And like you said, I mean, you guys have done the bar scene to where a lot of times, I mean, I know that people, you know, and especially for friends and family came to see you, but you know, it was kind of like, hey, I was at this bar and I saw this band. Right. Whereas this is now, like you said, they came to see you. Right. So I think that's, I mean, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. And there were times when we played different places over the years. And by the end of the night, there was like 10 people left. There there were times when we just said to the owner, hey, can we quit? Do you want us to stop now and you can pay us half? Said, yeah, that'll work. So we just went home early. Yeah. And those 10 people were not paying attention no, usually by that point yeah, in the night. They, they were, were probably drunk. Yeah. So, um, I do have to ask about one venue that you guys play quite often, and it's near and dear to my heart, but that's the uh, Mitchell Opera House. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that's I, I grew up and graduated from Mitchell High School, so that is a uh, that is a staple in my hometown is, is the people that have come in there, and it's a really cool venue. and It's a really great place to play. Yeah. Very very vintage. So I, I love that you guys are down there quite a bit, and I try any time you guys are down there to push that out to all my Mitchell friends so that nice. they, they can come that. out. So. Yeah. But yeah, that's why I had to throw that out there because that is a place that I grew up on and and a very cool venue. So yeah. we booked the uh, December of this year, essentially the week that we played in December of last year. So yeah. I mean they've been they've been good to us every year cool. essentially. So we're glad to be going back. Yeah, it's a, it's a for that town for a small town like that. It's you know it's kind of like the Park Theater in North Vernon. It's a it's a cool historic landmark that they've they've done a good job of keeping up and um, continuing to do so. All right, so then we talked about why a tribute band, then why the Beach Boys? For me, uh, Beach Boys were my first love in music. I mean, I didn't really care for anything. I mean, my sister's listening to NSYNC and Britney Spears. <laughs> I just didn't like it. Um, I saw the uh, yellow and orange swirly discs, uh, Sounds of Summer, Greatest Hits, ironically. Put it in, and I was hooked immediately at like age 10. Really? Well, and and as teenagers, we were always getting comments about we played classic rock, um, and we always sang with as much harmony as we could. Yeah, because well, when we when we went to a three piece, me, you, and Connor, um, we had to fill it up, fill it up with the harmonies because I mean, and that was a that was a compliment that we got a lot was you guys are so full for a three piece, and I I attribute that to our our harmonies. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, one of the one of the first songs I learned uh, on guitar as a second or third grader was "Surfer Girl," and it it was at that time it was just because my 
guitar teacher was like, here, you need to work on bar chords. So this is a good song that uses bar chords. So learn this. And I was like, yeah, that's pretty cool. I want to say for like Connor's 16th birthday, I got him a Beach Boys CD. Sounds of Summer. The Sounds of Summer. Greatest (laughs) So So it's really strange. I will say you guys like all like had that, you know, connection or like you really enjoyed it. Oh, even yeah. at a young age that's but, cool. but i i can't say that i ever would have thought that we would we would be doing this yeah. today it just little things that happened like that it's like that's really strange yeah, yeah. As, you look, as you look back and you're like oh yeah <laughs> and cool. i've always had an affinity for hawaiian shirts <laughs> as we can see me and connor used to go over to the uh the girls softball games at jennings county high school which my parents live right next to the high school so we'd put on our hawaiian shirts um, when we our, were eighth graders, yeah, get our <laughs> get our sunscreen on our nose and sunglasses and pretend we were on vacation and watch softball game for some reason. I think that was mostly my idea, and Connor was just along for the ride. He, uh, <laughs> he pushed me out of my comfort zone That's more right. than once. That's right. <laughs> Before uh, you know, we went to a three piece. Connor rarely sang, yeah, because Eric's, Eric's brother played with us at the time, and he would sing uh, harmonies with us and. But there were there were times on stage when Connor would just stand there with his legs crossed. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for bringing up my stage presence in this uh, conversation. Well, it's improved drastically. <laughs> I saw you catchier now. I, I saw guess. you do a step touch last show. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I could do the. Uh, if you're looking for another member, I could just stand there with my legs crossed. I'm pretty sure I have zero other part, talents, but I could. I can stand there with my legs crossed. It's harder to cross them with these pants, though. Oh, yeah. that is true. And I'm a bigger guy, so I don't know. If, I don't know if those pants will work with me. So, um, so let's talk. You talked a little bit about the, you know, the music that you listen to, David. So let's. And Eric and I have had these conversations a little bit. Typically, when we're sitting at a high school dance, um, chaperoning. But where do you guys feel like music is today? It's in a bad place. It's in a bad place. I, I always, I hear stuff on the radio and I, when I'm in the truck with the guy at work and I'll be like, do you think 50 years from now people will still be listening to this crap? And they're like, oh, this is good. You know, it's like, oh. <laughs> you know, they still have classic rock stations, you know, that play bands that were popular 50 years ago, you mm-hmm. know, uh, ZZ Top, Rush. Uh, Beach Boys, Beatles. I mean, you still hear Beatles on on mainstream radio. And if you think 60 years from now, do you think they'll still be playing Cardi B? I hope not. <laughs> I really hope not. But I mean, that's what that's what music has has been reduced to. Yeah, and and people they they don't sell albums anymore. It's all about yeah. singles. Yeah. I mean, it, it's just it's it's with the streaming and stuff. It's just too easy to get on there and and listen to what you want. And I mean, the average. Skip time on Spotify is seven seconds. <laughs> really? Is that seven, right? That's all. It's all you get. So that's why all these songs have this like slamming bass right off the bat because they you have seven seconds to get to catch the listener's attention or they skip it. Mm-hmm. So it, yeah, it's all singles and all this bump and dance music and it's just there's not I don't know I mean it's lost its soul. Yeah, I mean. There is some good, some good stuff out there. I think it's just a little harder to find. Well, there's um, so many people producing music, yeah, right. it's and it's so easy to right. do. It's right. hard to be noticed. Yeah, and with how uh, you can edit everything on a recording, uh, you know, anybody, feels less authentic. Anybody can genuine. do it. Yeah, yeah. and I, I think that's the, in my opinion, and I, you know, I laugh because I, I'm gonna steal this quote from Sean Malone from Seymour Brewing Company, but. I play the the CD player really mean. I've I've got a great you know CD player. I press the buttons well and my iPhone. But um, 
I think it's two-sided. I think the technology, I agree 100%, has flooded the market, but it's also made it a lot easier for you know individuals who maybe never would have been discovered right. to get good music out there. But I agree. I think it's very, very hard to find because the record labels now aren't interested in anything but what you talked about is that that quick bass and that, you know, that slamming idea of, you know, the single. Um, and, and with that, you know, I, I want to ask this too, because when you, do you think that the artistry is gone with the idea of building out a full album? And, you know, when you talk about some of the beach boys albums, when you go back to the Beatles and the, all the different sounds that worked in together, there's not really, no one produces an album that truly has a feel to it anymore. Right. Yeah, Abbey Road uh, is my favorite Beatles album, and like you, you listen to the first half, and it's like individual songs, but there's still uh, a, Cohesive. a cohesiveness to it. And then the last half of the album is like one continuous song, but it's chopped up into individual tracks that you can separate. And for somebody to do that now would just be unheard of. Yeah, it'd be a waste of money. Right. And I've seen the meme on Facebook, and it's the comparison between Bohemian Rhapsody and is it Rihanna's Umbrella? I, I forget uh, no, what the, it's, it's a, a Girls Rule the World by Beyonce. Yes, yeah. and there was like forty-seven writers for that one. And, 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 and you look at the lyrics it's like girls, 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 yeah. girls rule the world, girls, girls, yeah. girls. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. And, and then you've got you know, Freddie Mercury. The, <laughs> and, the- and you know, I just watched the movie the other day, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, and when you. To watch his thought process and the craziness he wanted to bring in and change music was so original in comparison to what, you know, some of these, again, they want to fit the mold of what everybody else wants to hear. He challenged everything to, to try and, you know, be something different, and you don't see that anymore today in music. Not at all. There's another movie that uh, didn't have quite the hype of Bohemian Rhapsody, but if you're interested, there's a movie about Brian Wilson called Love and Mercy, and it also shows a lot of the studio antics that he was going through to try to produce pet sounds and it, it's just really wild all the things i mean trying to bring a horse into the studio so he could <laughs> he was a little out there but he's, he was brilliant yeah but but that's the thing that i i think no one even thinks about today because i mean when you talk about the beatles they they really challenged what their sound was when the british invasion first came over to what their sound was when they ended oh, yeah. Yeah. had had morphed and changed so much and yeah. i think that's a great point you bring up with cardi b I heard the other day somebody say, if you're a if you're an, a musician and you don't grow with your audience, age with your audience, you never make it. And you know, I thought back to some of the the groups that I listen to. If you're still playing that same teenage sound, you're going to lose it. When you talk about the Beatles and some of these others, they definitely grew up and matured in their sound and what they tried and pushed the limit. It'd have been very easy to to pump out the same sounding records again. But like you said. Here, Brian Wilson's bringing a horse in to to try and capture yeah. something, or you know the the Beatles, the famous one where um, Yellow Submarine they put the the microphone underneath the aquarium of water to capture that sound. Which again, I don't know how they weren't electrocuted, but <laughs> stuck their heads in an aquarium to sing underneath the sound. So all those stories of that that you know classic pushing the limit is is pretty amazing. Yeah, that was that was actually a big point of contention between Mike Love and Brian Wilson was when. He was going a different direction, trying to, you know, kind of advance that style, like into pet sounds. Mike still wanted to stick with that old formula of, as Brian put it, fun and summer and summer and fun. I can't sing about summer and fun the rest of my life, you know. So like, because he was in a different place, and Mike just wanted to keep 
that formula because it worked in the past, but you know they soon found out that it wasn't going to work forever, and then Pet Sounds came along and, and changed things for the better. And I, and I think, you know, when you talk about the Beach Boys, that's that's their greatest triumph because I think they wash out really quickly if they're continually singing about summer and the beach right. and fun and California. They had to kind of transition to be able to be a more mature, you know, group. Yeah. Well, it wasn't always it was fun not. in the mid-1960s with <laughs> Vietnam and everything. I mean, there was a lot of uh, other emotion happening, so they were trying to reflect that, too, because they knew everybody wasn't all happy. <laughs> And that's something when you talk about, you know, the music and and I was a history teacher before I got into administration. But when I think back to great songs, you know, of the 60s and that the time period, you go early 60s to the late 60s with the Vietnam War. I I look back now and I don't if I'm 100 years from now removed, I don't know what they would think historically was going on in our time when you talk about the music that's out there on popular radio. I mean, you, you can't. You can't connect that yeah. to really what's going on, or at least I, I hope you can't. Um, it's, it doesn't connect <laughs> it doesn't to me, at like least. So, um, but I, I think that's a, that's a tough spot because you're exactly right. Big historical events definitely changed music throughout history. There was, there was some, if you listen to um, the Forrest Gump soundtrack, if you listen to that, you can hear some of that. You can hear some of what was going on because that's, you know, he goes to Vietnam. Oh yeah, and they have you know fortunate son CCR. Absolutely, um, something's happening. What's that? Uh, Buffalo Springfield. Buffalo Springfield. What's that song called? What's Stop! Hey, yeah. what's that sound? Everybody, look! What's going down? Yeah. I mean, you can you can hear some of that. But I'm there, the, see, I think you might be able to. But I have my legs crossed right there. <laughs> <laughs> but if you listen, if you listen to a lot of like the. You know the pop stuff. Yeah, it was just like so light and and happy, and yeah, didn't reflect that. <laughs> well, uh, I'm going to throw this out here as I'm following along here on uh, Facebook Live. We have had some people ask if you boys are going to sing for them, um, and I know that you guys practice a little bit. So, do you want to uh, go ahead and maybe break out a, a song here? Yeah, yeah, let's <laughs> sure. let's do that. If only we had a guitar. I haven't warmed up, but uh, <laughs> this oh. is there you, look what you got. I feel like this is now Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. <laughs> if only. Ah. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> what do you What do you want to hear? What do you want to do? Any requests? Were there on any requests? requests? <laughs> I have not. Yeah, I, I have not gotten a request. But if anybody has a request Stop that's following along on Facebook Live, throw it out there. We what know. We, practiced? we know. Um, in my room. <laughs> There's a world where I can go and tell my secrets to in my room. Room in my 
my dreaming and my scheming lie awake and pray do my crying and my sighing laugh at yesterday now it's dark and I'm alone but I you guys yeah that was good thanks thank you thank you that was really good <laughs> um and i i was here with my legs crossed the whole time just to point it out again <laughs> i am practicing um, <laughs> and, and uh i do want to ask about this because 2016 you guys were on axis tv um what what the world's greatest tribute band what was that experience like that was a a whirlwind. whirlwind. <laughs> it was a blur. Um, oh, I think we flew in on a Tuesday night. We were spo- we went on live Wednesday, and we flew out Thursday morning. <laughs> it was uh, that was in Hollywood at the Whiskey a Go Go. It was so awesome to be there in that place mm-hmm. with all you know legends that had played there. Um, barely slept. Barely Cause slept. Cause the time. I mean, it was hor. Oh, we just laid in bed. And it's like, oh, time to get up now. I was going to say, just the time change. Yeah. And the, you know, the, the jet lag would be awful. and Add the yeah. nerves on top of it. And- oh, yeah. Right. There's cameras flying all over. They had they were, We had a quick sound check. Um, and then she's like, all right, guys, we're live in five. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was- but it was a really great honor. Um, it, it really was just, it seemed like a blink of an eye. Yeah. What was the process for you getting onto that show? So, um, I mean, she just, she emailed us yeah, and we're like, this sounds fake. Yeah. And I also have a cousin in Uganda who has $17 million he needs to, to transfer to the U.S. Right. Yeah. Well, she said that they had been searching for a Beach Boys tribute band for, since day or season one and they just couldn't find one. And I guess her husband, which is Amy Adams' brother. Just said, well, I'll search, and then finds us. And that that was it, and she called us, yeah. Wow. And that's kind of like the craziness of you guys talking, like you bought the the Beach Boys album in 16, to to just, you know, hit it that, and again, very talented, you guys all all are, but that he searched and found you guys to be the ones that that get pulled out there Mm -hmm. is pretty amazing. Yeah. And I can say I got the opportunity to watch the show, and you guys did a heck of a job out there, too. Thank you. Thank you. Um so what was the what, what was the crowd size like there? It really 100, wasn't hundred as big maybe. as I mean the yeah. the venue itself is not very large. No. It's, and then there was uh, certain spaces they couldn't get in because of the camera crew and everything. So I mean it was they packed them in close to the stage and they were really loud. But I'd say maybe a hundred people, hundred hundred and fifty maybe. Was it kind of weird that you're with all the the cameras and the 
you know, you know you're live on TV, but <laughs> the room's not that big. Was yeah. it? Did you kind of have to build your own energy a little bit? No, they they definitely made yeah. sure that the crowd was really into it. Yeah, um, it it was almost it was troublesome to hear at the beginning of the yeah. really like yeah. oh yeah really hard to hear what we were doing at first uh because we didn't sound check with a crowd in there screaming and yelling oh uh, yeah and then <laughs> they started off and it was just like yeah we were trying to go quickly between songs which means we were trying to start the next one when they were still clapping for the last one and then you know can't hear what key you're in <laughs> Yeah. That's why we brought the baby in here to just kind of keep that yeah. pressure on you guys. <laughs> yeah. So as you guys are trying to do it, and he's like yelling, you know, it's working. Yeah, <laughs> throw you off a little bit. Um, so where where do you guys where where is the the future? Where do you guys see you taking Sounds of Summer? And please don't don't make this an announcement. Like, well, actually, this is this is it. Uh, we, we came here to no time like the present. No, no we've got a we've got a pretty uh, pretty full schedule this year and um, this summer, June and July. It's going to be really busy for us. Um, but our question has always been like, how far can you take a tribute yeah. band? Other other than, you know, what we're doing, quitting our jobs and doing it full time yeah. as a full time job, which is not really the direction we're looking to go right now. Um, Connor's got two little ones at home. I just had one. He's going to be four months old uh, next weekend. Um, and, you know, yeah. it, it sounds fun, and I'm sure it would be, um, but it's it's be just not really feasible at this time for us to be on the road all the time. Do you also worry that it becomes a job? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It takes the fun out of it. You know, yeah. This is, this is all fun. I mean, hanging yeah. out with your friends, playing yeah. music to crowds that want you to be there. I mean, that's that's pretty fun. I mean, it's like the podcast thing. People, you know, always ask me, like, why do you do this? I mean, isn't it like another job? And it's, it's not because it's a hobby. Like, if I don't want to do a show, we don't have to do a show. It's okay. Yeah. And, you know, my buddies in Greenwood always laugh because they had a guy email them and say, if you keep doing shows like that, you won't last a year. And they're like, no one hired us, so we can, we can keep putting out a show whether you listen or not. So, you know, there is no pressure in this, and it is a fun hobby for my wife and I and some of the other shows we do. So, But the moment it would become like, oh, my gosh, I have to get up and go. Yeah. You know, Joe Rogan, some of these guys that do them every day, I would think I would be so over sitting here and trying to talk about topics that it would be miserable so i mean when you have shows coming in it's just like oh this is cool oh this is cool but if you didn't have a, a job of your own beyond that then you're like we need a show that weekend it, that's what like, i yeah I we're relying agree with on that you, show. you need i mean then now you're like you said you're looking for stuff because i mean it's like you have to have a show this weekend or mm, you know yeah. however many to make sure that you do have that money coming in so and we've tried going that route where we're like hey let's get some shows going let's Let's try to get to Florida that next winter. And so I get online and search all these venues that, that have different tribute bands. And I see, oh, that would be a great place. That would be a great place. I get all the info together. Connor sends it off, emails, calls, whatever. Don't get a response. You know, and it's just like. It can be hard to how manufacture gonna, your How own. are we going to get gigs? Because like last October, we were joking around because it's like uh, we've got four gigs next year. And then by December, I think we had like 15 so yeah. like in two months we booked yeah. you know a, a bunch and it's just like feast or famine sometimes like yeah. sometimes we can't buy a gig and other times we have to turn down three on the same day because we've <laughs> already got one yeah. and is it difficult that you guys because you guys book all your own gigs correct <laughs> is that difficult you know without having like a touring manager or something like that to do that do they 
I mean, is that part of the reason why maybe you don't get the response back? I would say yes and no. Yeah. Um, there are obviously setbacks with not having our own booking company, but um, at least we're only dealing with ourselves. So we, there's no hard feelings. If somebody can't do it because they're working, um, our schedules you know, have to all be available first. And booking companies, they don't they just book they want you. some urgency. Yeah, they want it quick and, and you know, 12 you, months in advance. Can you do this day? I need to know by tomorrow. Yeah, we need to know now. Can you do it a year yeah. from now? Uh, don't know. Well, sorry, we don't want to work with you anymore. So. <laughs> yeah. But and, go ahead. But there are some venues. There are some venues that only book through that right. agency. Really? So it's oh, you can't really? get your foot in the door because you're not with a certain group. Then that's why hard do too. they? Why? Why do you? I'd say it's it a, is? a relationship. They, okay. they they trust that company to provide. Are they afraid that good somebody's going to back? Yeah. I'm saying, I mean, are they afraid that you're going to back out or? No, nah, we have. Well, I mean, we have contracts to keep that from oh, okay. happening. Okay. Okay. That's. But true. I would say it's more that they Quality. don't want me calling and saying. Hey, I just started a yeah. one-man Beach Boys uh, tribute they, band. Yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> right. I crossed my legs. The quality. They know it's the Dustins <laughs> in life that keep us. <laughs> and I show up, and all I do is stand on stage with my legs crossed yeah. for two hours and then go home. <laughs> Works uh, for me. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, Connor had a solid gig doing that. <laughs> I mean, even though there's some stand-up comedians that aren't that far away from that right there, but uh, um, so I might be able to make it for a, you know, a season or something, but... Mm. So where are some venues that you guys really do want to play or some locations that you guys would really like to play? Uh, Las Vegas. Las Vegas would be cool. Las that Vegas would be cool. Would that would be, be, been, yeah, I think uh, for a while. We've, we've talked and had some inquiries about you know doing something international. Uh, oh, wow. That would be really cool. It's, it's difficult because when you're not a, a touring band, that's not what you do. Our expense has to go up you because we've got to fly there. You're not going over do there the for show, three months right, and, and touring then, all over the country. Right. So, um, yeah, that, I think that would be a goal. I, I said I would like to play a cruise sometime, but I don't know that Ooh. the other guys want to. Yeah, I'm <laughs> we don't have the summers off. I'm afraid yeah. of <laughs> hey, cruises. Hey, I can take Just my show and make it a two-man show. <laughs> you want to? <laughs> we got a sub right here. <laughs> Interested. I think anywhere new. I mean, it, every place has... Uh, the opportunity to to create a really cool experience out of it because i mean we played in like parkersburg west virginia which you wouldn't think like oh yeah i want to play there um but <laughs> it, it was, was awesome. really cool great, like the, great the, crowd the, the crowd Amazing was awesome crowd. the and and the weather didn't even cooperate we were supposed to play outside we got moved into an auditorium and we were like this is just gonna be terrible the guys were our sound guys were like blasting it way loud and they're like they're not gonna like it they're not gonna like it and then everybody loved it <laughs> and 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 they were just really rowdy and it was Kind of different for a change. Yeah. Probably a, a younger crowd overall. That was the night that we got back to the hotel room. We're sitting there getting ready to go to sleep, and Connor gets a phone call. He starts talking to them. It's like I look over. I'm like, "Who is that?" And he, he was like, "Yeah, we saw your show tonight. You guys were awesome." <laughs> He's like, uh, "Oh, you went to the website, huh?" Yeah, they got they got his phone number off of the website or above the urinal where Matt leaves <laughs> it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> could be either either locale um <laughs> all right we uh i'm just gonna say that uh we did have a request for you guys to sing surfer girl so we know that one <laughs> <laughs> Whew, that's that that was close and then after that we had a request about a cardi b song but uh <laughs> no. yeah we'll do it anything to please our fans right <laughs> 
WKKG. <laughs> um, all right, so I'm going to ask uh, this question to you guys: uh, vinyl over digital? I have never listened to a record. <laughs> Are you serious? Really? And I'm kind of like I would consider myself the most old-fashioned of the group, the least tech-savvy. But I've never owned a record player, so I've never listened to a record. Really? I have some records on my wall. That I would put on a record player <laughs> if, if yeah, I had, had one. one. It's the it's the Wayne's World. <laughs> Why do I need a gun rack? I don't even have a gun, let alone multiple guns in the state of rack. I think for me, my my yeah. taste in music is so wide ranged that the convenience of digital really yeah. lends itself towards me. Yeah, I'm still on CDs, so I do like. <laughs> I, I will prefer to uh, purchase a CD as opposed to downloading it online. But if I can get both. <laughs> a two for one sometimes you order the cd and they give you the digital so i can have it on my phone but i can also pop it in my cd player so. i like looking at the liner notes on a cd 
and and like a record you know you get the picture and yeah but i like to see who played what on what track and where it was recorded and who all the studio musicians were like you know there's people that played on beach boys records that i didn't know like glenn campbell he was a, a member. I didn't know that. He was in a group called the Wrecking Crew, which was just a group of studio musicians out in California, and they played on tons of Beach Boys stuff. And without the Wrecking Crew, you know, Pet Sounds would have sounded a lot different because <laughs> you know they had all the uh, extra instrumentation, the pianos, the key, you know, the harpsichords, the the woodwinds, all the all the yeah, all those extra instruments that it's like they had to actually hire musicians to play those. It wasn't like now where you can get a keyboard and have everything at your fingertips but yeah and then glenn campbell ended up touring with him for a little while uh while brian stayed back off tour so yeah that was a interesting bit of trivia there <laughs> digital's fine <laughs> uh, yeah i prefer vinyl and cds for sure yeah and i i just bought a record player about a year ago and and I'm all about, because Amazon, even though I do support 13th Floor Music and Seymour and love going in there and buying albums, that's my, I have Saturday schools once a month, and after Saturday school, I go to 13th Floor Music and buy buy an album. But the nice thing about Amazon, if you buy the vinyl off of there, they give you the digital download. Right. So it's, it's like the best of both worlds, and I struggle so much because I want to support a local record store, but I'm like, gosh, I can get it on my phone, and they're going to deliver it to me in two days? It's hard not to go with, but uh, I do I do really like the vinyl because I like having something I can hold, and I still like hearing a lot of the music I listen to. You still can you know listen to an album and listen yeah, to right. you know kind of where they're at and those kind of things. So mm-hmm. um, I I don't own, own a record player either, and I do a lot of my music listening in the car. So mm-hmm. I don't know if they're going to put. Uh, Record players and vehicles. <laughs> Maybe that's where they're going. I don't know. You know I hear, everybody I, might. Yeah. I hear they're doing eight tracks now. Yeah. <laughs> that would be full circle. But uh, but I, and I, and I'm I'm like this weird combination. It's a lot like my my sense of music and my taste in music. But you know, I've got I listen to a lot of things on like my. I don't want to say it because she's plugged in, but my Amazon device. Um, because oh, yeah. <laughs> if I say it, she's going to go, could not find that. And, <laughs> but I listen to a lot of music like that. And then I turn around, I'll shut that off and go over and put a record on. And it's, it's this weird. I, I like the convenience of being able to hear anything I want to hear, but I also like just sitting down and listen to one artist, you know, throughout the whole thing. I so. feel like more of a fan when I listen to the entire album rather yeah. than just pick and choose what, you know, what's yeah. popular now it is tough that I have to get up and flip the record. To be honest, <laughs> it's so much easier just to say, "Hey, next song," or "Hey, go to this." So it is a uh, you know a little more work for me. But so before we uh, we go any further, I do want to say I, I asked you guys beforehand um, to throw out a trivia question, and I do have um, courtesy of uh, Blondie's Pizzeria and Pub in Brownstown, Indiana. If you have not been there. Um, I highly encourage you to go down there and huge shout out to those guys uh, to support, you know, APR podcast studios and several of our shows. They, uh, they handed us a bunch of free one or free, large one topping pizza gift certificates to give away. Um, or they said I could eat them. So those people who know me <laughs> realize might that be hitting some of those. this hit. is very tough for me to give this away because I could just go <laughs> and get me a pizza. But, uh, but I wanted you guys to give out a Sounds of Summer trivia question, and the first person here on Facebook Live that can answer it uh, is going to go home with a free one-topping large pizza from Blondie's Pizzeria and Pub in Brownstown, Indiana. 
All right. Where was our very, very first show played at? There it is. Where was the Sounds of Summer's very first show played at? Uh, the first person that can respond correctly there on Facebook will take home the Blondie's uh, Pizzeria and Pub gift certificate. Um, so while we wait for that, I'm going to ask each of you, favorite Beach Boys song? Man. It's so tough. Yeah. I know a lot more than I used to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, don't don't worry, baby. Okay. Okay. Okay, but what's your favorite song? <laughs> I'd say wouldn't it be nice uh, it it hit home for several reasons I dated my now wife for like eight years prior so we were thinking you know wouldn't it be nice to just be older and then wouldn't have to wait so long etc so it it uh, is more meaningful I guess very cool <laughs> I don't I've never I've thought about this question a lot and I've never been able to narrow it down because I'm like I'm thinking about it and I'm like no wait no that would be and then I start singing that song then I go get my guitar and then I play and then I start practicing other songs and I could, just got off track completely and I like, what was the question squirrel <laughs> <laughs> well if there were if there was a Beach Boys song that you had to listen to every day for the rest of your life which one would it be well I've I've listened to like 30 Beach Boys song every day since like <laughs> since I got in the band because uh, I'm afraid I'll forget lyrics or something so I'm constantly <laughs> I have it playing in my car all the time so I can practice it uh, would have to be a later song for me I, I, I love the Beach Boys but I don't know that I could listen to some of the really upbeat you know positive stuff from the beginning every day for the rest of my life I think, <laughs> I, think I would be losing my mind in some of my days I'd have to have something a little different Eric wants to say Surfer Moon, but he just can't. Ah, it, it, it crossed my mind. Surfer see, Moon. It's not. See that or but moon I dog. wouldn't call it my favorite. Um, Chug a lug. If I had to, if I had to pick one of my favorites to perform, I would say Heroes and Villains. But we just we perform a portion of that song. Really, there's more. There's more to it. There's different versions. Um, it's just it's really different and it's it's really fun to perform there's an acapella section that's just it it took a long time to learn it's really challenging but i feel like we do it really well um man i don't know <laughs> on a on a big hit level i would say good vibrations good vibrations and is fun. and then on a more obscure level i would maybe say surfs up which is not a surf song as it sounds. It's mm-hmm. interesting. You should give it a listen, everyone. I think, I think a bit for a big hit, I'd say for me, California Girls. It's a fun. What's it's your minor a, hit? It's a fun song. <laughs> In the minor key, or <laughs> <laughs> did they have any of those? <laughs> I do have to say that no one has yet commented the correct trivia answer. Can we hear some of the we, guesses? We can, get um, a, we can give a hint because there's only two people there. <laughs> We've. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously they're not tuned in <laughs> we're not talking about the gig in the bathroom at Jasper um, <laughs> oh there were a lot of guys in there <laughs> oh. oh no too far <laughs> the entire Kentucky Headhunters um, <laughs> um, where's that raccoon cap <laughs> All right, back on track. We had the Park Three Theater and um, the Harley Quinn Theater. Harley, how do I say that? Harlequin. Harlequin. We don't know. Very. Think. Think back farther. Farther. It, it was honestly, if 
12, 12 certain people aren't watching, nobody's going to get it. I, I wasn't even there. I have Seymour Carr show. I have Madison with Matt Hurley. Very, that, very few people. That was oh, my, okay. that was my first show. So that if we don't get a we said sounds of summer show. If we don't get a uh, if we don't get an answer that's actually correct, I think that one well, would probably come in second. I don't know. Then the, again, if you want to get technical, oh, if you're going by proximity, we have know. a winner. Oh, uh, we have a winner, and Patty Ertle. It's wins. Uh, <laughs> I knew it. They've been to every show. They would know. I, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna count it. She said Andy's garage, even though <laughs> that's it. We said in in David's room, but uh, we'll, he was paying rent to Andy. <laughs> we'll count that. Uh, so yeah, uh, so. Patty, you are. I, I will send it home with Connor, and you are the lucky winner of a. Hopefully, you receive it. Uh, a free large one-topping pizza, courtesy of Blondie's Pizzeria and Pub. And again, I do want to say shout out to those guys um, for for helping us out here and giving us some things to give away. And if you're in the Brownstown area, stop by. Great food, um, you know. Great, great beers on tap. It's just a really nice atmosphere for a small town restaurant right there. So Blondie's Pizzeria and Pub again in Brownstown, Indiana, and. There's our first winner of a free one, free large one-topping pizza. Cool. Or, uh, Patty, you can donate it right back here to uh, APR Podcast <laughs> Studios. We'll make sure to put it to good use. <laughs> no, I, I am only joking with that for sure. But, all right, well, hey, guys, we are at uh, about 53 minutes in here, um, and I know that I got the chance to hear you guys practice at least one more. Um, so do you want to play one more, and then we'll wrap it up? Should we do that one? answer is Would no. You- <laughs> Yeah. Are we doing that one? And I still haven't seen Eric play the Shaker, which has been disappointing. This is the song for it. Yeah. I, don't, I just don't know how. I don't feel very comfortable. <laughs> Unless it's Kokomo. He's, yeah. he's lost. Oh, I need everything yeah, else yeah. around me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> try to control your nerves. Hey, if you want to give it to Alex, I'm sure he would love to shake it, too. You want to try? <laughs> just kidding. <clears throat> <clears throat> Ba 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 barberin. Ba 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 barberin. Ba 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 barberin. You got me rocking in a rollin', rockin' in a rhythm, barberin. Ba 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 barberin. Went to a dance, looking for romance. Saw barberin, so I thought I'd take a chance, barberin. Ba 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 barberin. You got me rocking and a rolling, rocking and a reeling, barberin, bop bop, bop barberin, bop 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 barberin, bop 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 barberin, take my hand, You got me rocking and a rolling, rocking and a reeling, barberin, bop 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 barberin. Woo! Yeah! <laughs> yeah, let's order some pizza. Pizza's all parties. Tried Betty Sue, tried Cindy Lou, tried Nancy Drew, but I knew she wouldn't do. You got me rocking in a roll and rocking in a reader, Bobberin, Bobberin. Bobberin, 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 Bobberin. Got me 
rocking and a rolling, rocking and a reading, Barbara Ann, fa 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 Man, the work on the shaker there was yeah, just absolutely was, no. unbelievable. Thank you. That killed, that killed two minutes. Obnoxious. I just hope you don't leave me teaching just to be a studio shaker. <laughs> <laughs> Eric Wernke of the Wrecking Crew on shaker. <laughs> on the shaker. The studio shaker. I kind of like the way that sounds, you know. <laughs> Business cards and all. <laughs> Professional shaker. Um, <laughs> you have which, to be, be specific. <laughs> well, that could go back to the bathroom in Jasper. But, um, <laughs> I, hate to, I hate to keep coming back to that. Uh, it's the only thing you can think about. It's hard not to. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I do want to say to all you guys, um, before we go... Uh, I do want to give you guys a chance to, you know, kind of tell where you guys are going to be at upcoming shows. Where can people find you? You know, I know obviously your Facebook page, website, things like that. What's Connor's phone number if we want to call and say we saw you? It's on the website. <laughs> it's pretty public anyway. But uh, we got a couple, of, I don't know, marginally local shows. North Vernon, Indiana on August 3rd. It's a free outdoor show at the uh, newly being built Tripton Park, so that'll be really cool. Awesome. Uh, we got uh, Greenwood, Indiana, which is another outdoor show on June 15th. Um, Craig Park, is that right? Craig Park, uh, another free outdoor thing. Um, those are two of the more... Uh, June, uh, June 1st, uh, there's one. a benefit for the Morris family. Yes, thank you. Uh, that Helping Hands with Helping Hearts. I, I forget the title. Forgive me if I get that wrong, but they're putting on a, a production, and I know they have a lot of great talent coming in, and the the proceeds will be going to the Morris family, and uh, we're playing that um, June 1st, and that's right in town in North Vernon. Yeah, June but, 14th, Jennings County Fair. Jennings County yeah. Fair, June 14th. Mm -hmm. I did We've have a question. Jackson you, County Fair I was going to well. say, I had yep. a question that if July you July 26th, Jackson okay. County Fair. so you are, yeah. okay. Yep. So, and you can find all of our shows on at, our website at mm -hmm. soundsofsummertribute.com. Or check us out on Facebook, Sounds of Summer Tribute, colon, a beach, <laughs> Sounds of Summer, colon, a Beach Boys tribute. Yeah. <laughs> sounds of Summer, colon. <laughs> Is that a colon or a summer colon? <laughs> <laughs> Only works during the hot months. Bathroom. Yeah. We almost got a wheeze out of Hurley on that one. <laughs> Why do you mean this? <laughs> no. No. We can't go that inappropriate here. <laughs> oh, I'm thinking of so many things. <laughs> I uh, I do want to thank all four of you guys. I know how busy you guys are and your schedule and working this out um, to come over here tonight. Um, I can say that... Uh, you guys are the first people that have been that have performed live on television that have that have <laughs> graced uh, our studios. Uh, but I mean it. You guys are extremely talented, and and we really appreciate you guys coming by to to our little show and and hanging out with us and you know playing for us. And uh, so again, I threw it out the other day on Facebook, but you know. Uh, Forrest Turner that was in here a few weeks ago started by playing in the in in studio and then Colt Winhorst was in here and he he played several songs and 
you guys have taken it up to a full band. Yeah, so for some of the other down. people that that have been on, you you have to up your game when you come in. You can't just come in and talk. So you have to. It, it's it's definitely getting up to every time. But thank you guys. I really appreciate it. I thank wish you, you the best of luck. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Um, and we we appreciate you guys being on. Awesome. It's been fun.